Welcome back. Nine minutes past the hour. It's the Faith Radio Network. Bill Meyer joined by Bill English, business consultant and the founder of BibleandBusiness.com. Good morning, my friend. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, President Trump has signed a whole boatload of executive orders the past few days. And uh, one of those contains some very good news for small business owners. Can you tell us what he did? Well, the headline is this, that for every new regulation issued, he is directing the agency heads to identify two other regulations for elimination. And he wants the incremental costs of all new regulations plus the eliminated regulations to be zero or less. The cost on the business owner? Yes. Yes, the regulatory costs on the business owner to be zero or less. That's the headline. And on the face of it, it's like, woohoo, right? You know, really good news, right? Um, but there's, there's, we got to dig into underneath it to really find out what's Let's going on. Let's dig in underneath it and tell us what, what's really going on. Well, first of all, regulations are a real big problem. First of all, according to the National Association for Manufacturers, an average small manufacturing company with 50 or less employees is going to spend an average of $34,000 a year per employee complying with all federal federal regulations. 34000 per employee? Yeah, that's what they say. The total cost of federal regulations in 2012 for manufacturers or for businesses in general was little over $2 trillion is what they estimate. Gosh, but I'm they're right. not alone. They're not alone. If you look at the uh, National Federation of Independent Businesses in their 2016 survey, they'll tell you that out of the 10 most severe problems identified by small business owners, the cost of health care was number one, and unreasonable government regulations uh, was number two. So these things are not unknown to us, okay? The uh, small business... Uh, the National Small Business Authority even found I've got too many papers here. You got a lot of business authorities. I, <laughs> that the federal tax code and the Affordable Care Act were at the top two. Now remember, the federal tax code is considered a book of regulations. Right. right. So uh, we, you know, we we lump compliance with federal tax code in with all this regulatory. Burden. That's why we have to hire high price CPAs to figure out our taxes because they're so doggone confusing. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. If we if we had a flat tax and all we did was send in a three-by-five card saying, here's how much you made and multiply it by a percentage and here's how much you owed, think of how much we wouldn't have to spend on accountants. I'm sorry to all you accountants out there. I have friends who are accountants. I have English. friends who are accountants, too. In fact, I had lunch with one yesterday. And did he really, pay? Yeah, he actually, he did. <laughs> he wrote it off, too. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I like accountants, but frankly, uh, we wouldn't need them as much. As we, much. We'd need them for other things probably, too. Yes. Uh, so short run, long run, what is this going to mean for the small business owner? I think in the short run, not a great deal, quite frankly. I think this is a long run play, and it is a long run play because it's going to take the agency heads a while to uh, promulgate new um, regulations, and then to identify others that can be eliminated. So this is not an overnight thing. This is going to be, this is really a long-term play here. Mm. Now, um, let me ask you this. Who is actually the authority for most federal regulations? Are we talking primarily about, let's say, the EPA and the and the FDA? Because those names come up a lot. Yeah, uh, so this is where it starts to get really muddied. The authority for the regulation really mostly comes out of the legislation that Congress passes. So, for example, we'll use the Affordable Care Act. It's also known as as Obamacare. I actually read that act. Uh, Wait a minute. That was like a million pages, wasn't it? 
Well, it was it was long. <laughs> what else did you do with your summer? Yeah, really. <laughs> summer vacation. I have no life. <laughs> Go ask my wife. She's um, looked at me and going, "We haven't had a vacation in six years, Bill." Come if on, you man. have insomnia, though, the Affordable Care Act is yeah, something to read. Good heavens, it was horrible. But time after time after time, the regulation or, or the law would say it is the goal or the intent of Congress to uh, perform X, Y, and Z, and we give the uh, we give the secretary. Uh, authority, whichever to, secretary it was. Yeah, yeah. The, the secretary. I'm thinking of Homeland Security, but that's health, not right. Health and human yeah, services. Thank yeah, thank you. Health, health and human services, and and the the secretary is given the authority to promulgate rules and regulations pursuant to achieving this intent. Right. So the broader they they pass a law, the broader intent of the law is this. Then the secretary can interpret that and say, okay, here's the rules that we're going to uh, enforce. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so the secretaries really are quite powerful in Washington. It sounds like it. Uh, and so who is the authority? Well, if it's if it's passed by the law by Congress, Congress is the ultimate authority. Most regulations depend on legislation for their existence, but there's two kinds here. One is a shall issue. And one is a May issue. About 80% of our regulations are under the May issue. About 20% are under the shall issue. Now, now what do I mean? In, in, the, in, the, in the statute, if Congress said the secretary shall issue these kinds of regulations, then the secretary has to do it. And those regulations can't be eliminated without an act of Congress. So, for example, let's say in Obamacare, you have the penalty for not having health insurance. Sure. So that would be one. They, they, you know, they shall <clears throat> enforce this, that people shall be fined if they don't have insurance. Right. Something like that. Okay. Whereas the other roughly 80% of our regulations are under May issue. The secretary may issue regulations pursuant to X, Y, and Z, right? But they don't have to. Those are the regulations that can be uh, brought up for discussion and, and proposed uh, elimination. Hmm. Now, when the president uh, issues an executive order, can Congress then, and I'm, I'm assuming this could happen even with some of President Trump's executive orders, Congress could come back and say, no, no, we, we, we're going to change this. Yes. Uh, and, and so two thoughts on that, and I hope I keep them both clear here. Uh, the first thought is the pecking order of authority in our uh, government system is the Constitution and then legislation and then executive orders. So executive orders can always be outdone or overruled by Congress passing legislation. Also, back in 1996, I don't know if you caught this, uh, there was a, a Congressional Review Act that was passed by Congress in 1996 uh, that basically says uh, when when uh, a new regulation is uh, proposed and passed by an agency, they also have to supply a report on that to Congress. And then Congress has 60 days to overrule that regulation from the time that either the regulation is passed or the report is delivered, whichever is later. Now, think this through, because most of the Obama regulations were never reported to Congress. Okay. Okay, this is, this is I'm getting this from a Wall Street Journal opinion piece a few days ago. So most of the regulations were never um, uh, reported to Congress. And so they're going back through and they're looking at all the regulations that Obama passed and they're starting to build a schedule of when they want the reports to come from the agency heads, and then the Republican Congress is probably going to overrule them. 
Mm. And it's going to be all legal because it's all based on a 96 law that was passed in a bipartisan fashion. So, so that's probably what they'll use uh, or one of the ways they'll use to defund Obama. It, they are going to do quite a bit to deregulate and defund a mm. lot of things that President Obama did. Mm. Our guest, Bill English, he is a business consultant, the founder of BibleandBusiness.com. By the way, I've mentioned before that Bill has a particular expertise in helping family-owned businesses. We're going to open up the phone lines this morning. If you are part of a family-owned business, either as an owner or as an employee, we'd like to invite you to call Bill with your questions. Right now, the number is 877-933-2484. That's 877-93-FAITH. Welcome back. 19 past the hour. It's the Faith Radio Network. Bill Meyer with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Bill is, he just loves dealing with family-owned businesses. I do. I really do like dealing with family-owned businesses. It's, you know, and it's a challenge, as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, uh, because oftentimes there's competing agendas. You've got uh, mom and dad's relationship with their kid. Uh, let's say dad's the CEO. The kid's one of the directors. Um, and sometimes family tension gets in the way of good business practices. Yeah, it really does. Family tension can get in the way of good business practices. I am convinced that most business problems in family-owned businesses are really a result of the family dysfunction, but they come into the business in such a way that everybody views them as business problems rather than family problems. So what Bill does, he goes in and he pretty much does a you know a little bit of uh, jujitsu to, 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 to help the family get back on track again. It was, it's gentle business consultant jujitsu. Is, is that what that uh, is? That's okay. right. Well, I mean, you've told me before about how, for example, you would be in a meeting with individuals and you would you know kind of get the right people in the room and ask the right questions right. to help them figure out, oh, okay, this is more dealing with our family relationships than right. it is with our business. And you never, you never want to hurt your business because you've got an ax to grind against your brother-in-law. Well, but more to the point, you never want to hurt the family because of the business. Right, so yeah. if you have to choose between the two, my vote is to always jettison the business and uh, keep the family I intact. I love that. that. I mean, that's if you think about it from a Christian perspective, that yeah. should be our yeah. it, 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 that, value. That, that's a no-brainer for me. And really, my role as a consultant is not to come up with a solution to the problem. It's really to help the, give the people tools to resolve the problem on their own. I'm teaching them to fish rather than just bringing them fish. Mm. And again, if you uh, are an owner of a family business or if you work for a family business and you've seen some of this stuff, you don't have to use your real name, by the way. You can just call yourself Bob, the guy that works for the family-owned <laughs> business. But Bill would be glad to take your questions, Bob. Bob. Uh, here's the phone number to Do call. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, do you remember that back in the old days when we gas stations and guys would come out and, it and work Bob. on here? It was always Bob. Bob. Yeah, they had you know, the, Bob. the little... Uh, <laughs> On their shirt. So, sewn on uh, <laughs> emblem there. 877-933-2484. If you have a question for Bill English about a family-owned business or any small business questions, 877-93-FAITH is the number. Uh, before the break, we were talking about these regulations and how they work, right. uh, how uh, President Trump has obviously you know, put through a whole slew of executive orders in the last uh, week or so. How difficult is it going to be for some of the agency heads to implement Mr. Trump's executive Well, that's, that's really a tough one because how do you define what a, what a regulation is? A lot of times there's this overarching rule that gets implemented, and then there's any number of provisions that support the rule. 
So uh, give me an example because uh, you oh, kind of lost geez, me on that. Now you, okay, now you're asking for an example. Uh, I think an EPA or FDA type type thing. Uh, huh? You know, the uh, work I, – I, I can't think <laughs> I of it. I put you on the spot. Sorry. It's, it's a confusing topic, I know. It but, is. It is. But 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 the point is is that uh, – let me see if I've got anything here in my notes on this. Um, no, I don't. That's all right. Look, there, there are overarching uh, rules. Uh, for example, uh, no worker may work more than 40 hours a week because actually the 40-hour work week is a regulation. Mm. It's just that it's so baked into our culture now. We just kind of accepted it. We as, just kind yeah. of accepted it. But what does that really mean? No worker shall work more than 40 hours a week unless there are certain extra compensations. So you're going to have all these carve-outs and all these supporting rules and all these exceptions and all these extra details that go into supporting the larger rule. So which one is the regulation? Is it the fact that if I'm non-exempt and I work over 40 hours, then I automatically get time and a half? Is that a regulation or is the overarching rule the regulation? And no one's defined that. So we don't know how this is really going to shake out. Uh, what are the what, what is a regulation is is one thing that uh, everybody's going to be talking about. Mm. Now, we have to remember, before we get too excited about uh, President Trump's executive orders on regulations, many regulations are uh, inf- enforced by state and local agencies. Yeah. Um, by, by the way, Bill, we do have a call for you, a sure. question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary is uh, listening on Faith 90.7 in the Twin Cities. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Fine. I was curious. My wife runs a home daycare. And I'm curious what kind of landmines we're about to get step into this year. Is this uh, is this her first year of running a daycare? Oh no, she she's been at it over. I'm not going to tell you how many, but exceeding 25 years. Okay, so she's familiar with the current regulations on running a home daycare. Is that correct? Right, but over the last few years, especially in the state of Minnesota, with all the talk of. Uh, uh, unionizing the daycare providers. Oh, sure. Uh, it, it, it's been bringing in a lot of uh, questions, and also there's been a lot of uh, providers that have uh, uh, give up their business. Well, you know, I always recommend that businesses have two things, no matter or, or two trusted advisors, no matter the size of their business, and one is a good accountant and one is a good lawyer. Uh, this is really a question that you need to go talk to your lawyer about and find out what other regulations and laws are being proposed uh, and and how those might affect you. Uh, I know that I know that there's a good um, joke about you know what's you know hundred lawyers at the bottom of a river and the answer is a good start. Really, the but a great lawyer will save you a great amount of money and there are some very good lawyers in town. Uh, if anybody needs a referral to a good law firm, I can certainly do that offline. That's great. Thank you. And thanks for your call, Gary. Great question. Uh, Bill, we're out of time for this morning, but I appreciate so much you giving us a little education on executive orders and regulations. You're welcome. You're welcome. Very, very helpful. Uh, Bill English, you can check him out at BibleAndBusiness.com or at the Platinum uh-huh. Group. At the Platinum Group. Uh, but, you know, the easiest way to email me is just at Bible and Business. Bill at Bible and business, andbusiness.com. All right, check them out. I'm past the hour. This is the Faith Radio Network. We've got news coming up. On the other side, we'll talk to a pastor from the Des Moines area about some pending legislation in the state of Iowa. And then David Wheaton from the Christian Worldview will be joining us. Stick with us.